Hey, good people. It's your girl, Vera, and welcome back to another episode of the No Good People podcast, a journey into the lively conversations I have with friends, family, and strangers, and no topic is ever off limits. Joining me today is Adrian Keebler, a health benefit consultant at Willis Towers Watson. From nine to five, Adrian brings the best in employer offered health and welfare benefits and other consulting resources. But her true passion is being a connector of people and ideas. A proud alumna of Spelman College, she's also a phenomenal style consultant with Stella and Dot, an online fashion jewelry and accessories company. I've asked Adrienne to share how she fell into this love of all things culture and why it brings her so much joy. And I use the word joy intentionally because if you follow Adrienne on social media or ever in her presence, she radiates joy. So let's get it. Welcome, hey. Adrienne. And thanks Hi. for being part of the No Good People family. How you doing? Thank you. I'm so happy to be a part of the family. I am doing well. I am really doing well. I um, this is this is nice because this is helping me to sort of shake off the day of work and just mm-hmm. um, have some fun with you this evening and and just sort of relive the fact that last week I was on vacation in Mexico and. Oh. <laughs> Nice. I, I came back from vacation and went head on into um, some work tasks, but this, but you're reading that. I want to meet that person. You're, <laughs> you're, reading, <laughs> you're reading that just sort of reminded me to come back to center. So um, thank you for having me here. For this you're chat. welcome. You're welcome. Excited. And you had a question in there, didn't you? I do. Well, let's start with, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Hmm. I um I grew up in a small town in South Carolina, Orangeburg, South mm-hmm. Carolina, and um, I know you're familiar. For mm-hmm. those who aren't your listeners who aren't, it is a wonderful small town. Um, like I said, in South Carolina, so you can imagine. I grew up in the '70s. I was born in '67, but I grew up, you know, in the '70s in in South Carolina. So it still was a very racially charged state as it as it still is today. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of Orangeburg is that there are two um, black schools there, black colleges there, HBCUs as we mm-hmm. call them. And my father, um, both of my parents actually were professors at South Carolina State College. It right. was, was a college when I was there and it's now a university when my father was there, my parents were there. And I grew up on that campus. We literally lived um, for many years until they purchased a larger house on campus in faculty housing. And okay. I would say that that is everything that speaks to who I am. I grew up in this community with other um, brown boys and girls whose parents were educators. Um, we, you know, played in the streets. We played our big wheels in the streets. Um, you know, we lived in these very modest faculty homes, but we were, you know, rich in life and rich in barbecues and rich in music pouring out of windows. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then this, this, this really great community of these educators who had been educated all across the country and the world mm. who come to this small town to raise their children. So I lived in, um, we had moved around before, before I think we moved there when I was six or seven, okay. um, first, first grade. And I, I stayed there through high school. 
my love, I'm an only child. And mm-hmm. uh, my parents, though, come from super large families. My father, 13 children. Wow. My mom, eight. Yes, girl. So I've got a whole bunch of cousins. <laughs> a whole Lord. bunch of cousins. Lord is right. Lord <laughs> with the T. <laughs> right. They, uh, <laughs> they, um, they, they both were raised in Atlanta. And they were the only of the 21 children combined who left Atlanta. Um, so oh, I will wow. share that. Even though one or two of them dotted, maybe um, one served in the military for some years, you know, another family member um, went to college outside of Atlanta, but they all, all of the rest of them landed back in, in Atlanta. My parents were the only ones of their siblings who didn't live in Atlanta past college okay, okay. And, ne- and never went back to live in Atlanta. So I, um, you know, I still am friends with all those kids that I went to the laboratory school with, mm-hmm. um, still very close to this day. So I'm one of those people that hold, has held on to elementary school friends and, and high school friends. And then I went away to Spelman, as you mentioned, for college, but mm-hmm. my parents, were always into music and always into travel. And my mom is a home economics major. I don't know if anybody out in the audience even knows what home economics majors are. I remember very well. (laughs) But, you know, I kind of look at her like that was really a thing, but she has a master's, you know, she created a career that not only was um, one of her being an educator because she taught in the home ec department, but she always um, had a a side business for years. I thought that her, so she owned an antique shop. My mom owned an antique shop for some years that she named after her grandmother. So I have thus since learned that she didn't purely open an antique shop that she had for 10 years because of the love of like, you know, sharing all these gorgeous pieces with people who want to buy. It's because she needed sort of like a storage space. And my dad was (laughs) like, you need to sell some of this stuff off. So, um, but, but I will say that her spirit in, she, you know, then grew into being, you know, just this wonderful entrepreneur, but um, her spirit and always worked, having, you know, a, a day job, if you will, and then a passion and sort of a side hustle that brought her her own other money, but mm-hmm. that was also connected to something that she loved is what actually, I would say, modeled for me into also becoming an entrepreneur with a bit of a side hustle. But we went to concerts. My pa- As an only child, my parents took me to um, probably some real inappropriate stuff. <laughs> like I, I, can, I can remember going to the Columbia Coliseum to see um, Cameo and Parliament Funkadelic mm-hmm, when I mm-hmm. was still in elementary school. That was inappropriate, I'm sure. Um, when I was in the fifth grade, I believe, fifth or sixth grade, my mom allowed me to bring <laughs> two other girlfriends to see Prince open up for Rick James because I loved Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, and that concert was highly inappropriate. <laughs> How old were you? How old were you? I think I was in the fifth or sixth grade. I have to look oh, Lord. Have to back into it. I mean, he opened up for Rick James, but he had a bed on the stage and 
<laughs> so I say all this to say that, um, you know, I was indulged a bit when it came to art and culture and music because they love art and culture and music. And because I was the only child and my guess is maybe they couldn't always get a babysitter for me or okay. they were like, let's just expose her to this stuff. Um, so thankfully, I didn't turn out to be like super wild or anything crazy like that. But it has created a, a lifestyle for us where we will travel for music. My husband and my or my daughter and I or whatever we travel for music. We love all things sort of culture and art. So we, you know, compromise having a super large house for you know some of the travel and some of that other stuff. So that sort of speaks. I've given you a lot, but that sort of speaks to kind of who I am. <laughs> No, and, and that's great. And that's the foundation great. for sort of my viewpoint on life. No, it's great because I'm very visual. And so mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. see you at, at these concerts. Like I totally <laughs> uh-huh. envision like a bed on, on the stage. <laughs> well, Rick James brought out a whole fake um, marijuana, marijuana joint, girl. I yeah, mean, a so, big, like almost like a teepee size. It's so not a TV a totem pole. Yes. I love it. So this is great. I love the visual. <laughs> Trust me. So um I, I could hear listen to that even more so. But uh <laughs> that may mean you have to come back for another episode. Okay. No, I will, I will. We'll talk just about that kind of just stuff. talk about that exactly, just that concert and that alone. Right. <laughs> so um what did you dream of becoming when you were a young girl? Because that oh, you know, I your be background, honey. But your honey. background was so you know, so lively and so interesting. Um, Well, you would think I would have, um, this is a great question because we're actually sort of living it now with our daughter, Marley, who just graduated from Howard. And um, and I'll go backwards to answer your question. I thought I was going to be a pediatrician. Now, what I will say is when you're growing up in the seventies, that's that an attorney, a veterinarian, mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. if you have pets or not, mm-hmm. you know, a dentist, you know, there were a teacher, you know, there were five or six. That's true. You know, Very true. jobs, you know, and so that's, that's, that's what you said. And, and, and I had access to one person, at least that I could have sat at the feet of and talked to, I will tell you, I did not do that. And so I really, when I left Spelman, I think I lacked some vision around what my true passion was. I, mm-hmm. I abandoned the whole biology route after mm. my, my first semester, freshman year, because I was like, <laughs> I can't cut this. Like, I'm, I'm just like, something's going to have to give. And right now it's, it's not the social life and I'm not really feeling this biology professor. So I, um, my father was a math major. I was good at math. Mm-hmm. And so I, without thought and without going to someone to really talk about what my options were and, you know, I love to read and I, there's something I could have maybe done with that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a pretty good writer, even though I didn't realize it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't explore something that would have just really made me light up and I, immediately just chose an easy major but never thought about where it was gonna put me and so even though I've had success in my career as a client executive health benefits consultant whatever my title is now 
Um, and it, it came to me because I'm analytical and I was a math major and that worked on my resume for the, the job that sort of evolved into this. Um, it's not my true passion. And I just, I have to be honest about that. So I've, I've you know, I've been afforded a certain lifestyle because of it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I also think that's why I've got this, this, this side thing that, that is my passion. And so okay. I thought I was going to be a pediatrician. The biology classes weren't happy. It was not my, my, my jam. And so then I, <laughs> I just said, it's almost like I closed my eyes and was like, girl, just pick math major. I didn't even have to rush myself to do it, but I thought I did. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I, so I'm at awe, in awe of our generation, our counterparts who seem to really have landed in something outside of the person who went directly to law school or the person who went directly to medical school. Mm-hmm. It's some of our other counterparts who are doing things. I'm like, oh man, like that sounds really cool. And I wonder, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, I get it. No, I, mm-hmm, I really mm-hmm, get it. Mm-hmm. I really, really get it. So, <laughs> yeah. and so how did you, so how long have you been with the company that you're with now? Uh, Willis for three, Towers Watson. Yes. For three years. Willis Towers Watson is a large international firm. Um, I think 40,000 employees oh, wow. internationally. We are, you know, we compete with the Aeons and, you know, those may be some okay. of the Mercer, some of the, some of those, those other names. So we're actuaries and um, the retirement benefits and um, communications and compliance and all of that sort of rolled into one. And I am part of our um, health benefits consultant practice. And um, I've been with Willis Towers Watson for three years. But in this healthcare industry, since 1990, um, I left Spelman. I did a year of grad school. Once mm-hmm. again, math and statistics. It was not, you know, I was passing <laughs> classes, and um, and then I I um, got a job as an um, underwriter with Aetna Insurance. Okay. Okay. And that that was the trajectory into, and, and I've just sort of you know, moved through this, this world, (laughs) you know, in in that way for 30 years. And I don't feel stuck. I would, you know, as I I hear myself, you know, I don't feel stuck. I've been afforded. I'm I'm really good at it. And I've been afforded lots of opportunities. And one of the things I've really tried, I'm not, um, I don't play the political games. And I can say I'm actually not extremely competitive when it comes to corporate America culture. Okay. And um, I look out for myself, but um, I have, oh, I, I'll say I'm, um, I, I'm scared to say the word ambitious because I don't, I also don't want to seem like I just kind of like, okay, let me punch a clock. But I have met others who are in this industry who are extremely ambitious. So they mm-hmm. are, are really looking to, you know, level up to a certain point. I have absolutely no interest in certain positions within the company. Okay. And um, I'm, I'm, I, so I've, I have found my lane mm-hmm. and um, my sweet, and I'm really good at this, you know? And so from that, um, you know, I, I, I still get invited to the leadership this meeting and the such and such that meeting, but I don't need to be the person 
that everybody's looking at. <laughs> yeah, and I would think that knowing that, like knowing that about yourself gives you a sense of fulfillment. Yes, it gives me some life balance and some fulfillment. Yeah, yeah right, absolutely. And so, and now I can understand why um, it's easier for you or easy, and, and I could be wrong about this, but it's easy mm-hmm. for you to say, I can do Stella and Dot, like I can travel yeah. because- yep. I don't, yep. I'm not reaching for this unattainable Mm-mm. ring. Mm-mm. Nope. Exactly. And, and, you know, and, and this, I, I, I can share a story, um, two things. Every, I'm, I, um, you know, I know we're, we're audio right now, but um, I wear my hair natural. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say for the last, any interview that I've had over the last X number of years, I have come in with my fro, with my natural, it's been shaved off almost, you know, to the bone. I've had a teeny tiny Afro. Yes, I can flat iron it and flip it or do whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it's longer, but I have, I have been very um, intent, intentional about doing that and that may sound you know sort of cliched or like a why but meaning I I just I'm I'm creating this a bit of a boundary (laughs) you know and Mm -hmm. and a lot of uh you're gonna get this HBCU sister I'm a you know this is who I am I I'm gonna bring sort of my full self. I know this is corporate America, but I'm going to bring my full self, you know, and I know that's a tagline that we're using now, but I, I just try to show up in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's clear. And so if I get this job, then you know who I am. Right. No, know? very much so. Very much so. Right. I get that. So, I totally yeah. get it. I really so, do get that. Um, you know, I mean, this whole code switching thing, you know, okay. Yeah. We all, kind of know how to do that and when to do Mm -hmm. it when we can be this person or not but um I'm very clear Mm -hmm. about my family and how I get down (laughs) on the weekends and and I I I, my vernacular doesn't change so much I have a (laughs) I have a a, um, uh, an old friend who was a co-worker and he tells this story all the time and it's interesting because he was more senior than I at a, at a, at another company. And, um, there's been these years that have gone by since we've worked and we now are working for the same company and we don't work together, but we, um, he tells the story and he kind of says, I was this tight ass and he's this white guy, really lovely guy. And he was just like, I know I was a tight ass when I first met Adrian and we went to a meeting together and she had prepared this wonderful presentation. And so I was, um, you know, she was presenting to the client and we were talking about think benefits consulting, and I'm not going to give a benefits consulting lesson, but you're talking about the membership in the plan, the employees, the staff, the membership. So you really are using those terms. I use the word folks, <laughs> F-O-L-K-S. <laughs> now, nobody at the table batted it, like no, none of the client batted an eye because I had already been in this rhythm. And I was like, well, you have 50, 50 folks in this plan and, you know, I, whatever I was saying at the time, he was appalled. Like, you know, my coworker, he was just like, you know, I don't know where the South Carolina, you know, the, do you realize what you said? I was like, well, it went over, you know, and I, I'll be more cognizant of that 
next time because you're right I'm learning from you I need to sort of clean up so but this is who I am you right. know and I got I I had crunched these numbers I got the message across they knew exactly what I meant and if they didn't they I think they would have felt comfortable enough to to, to ask, ask the question right, right and to say can you please clarify or whatever <laughs> yeah, exactly case, exactly right. but he you know he stopped me to the quick and it made me think like okay you know so there is a bit of a I, I wasn't using the third code, code switch, but I, you know, I, I do have to sort of, you know, round this up a bit. And so now 20 years later, we've seen each other and he was like, you know, I, um, I took that to heart and, and I now have loosened up and I may not say folks, but I may say something similar. And I always sort of think of you. And so, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting because you, 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 sometimes you do have to kind of push to see how much of that true, how much of your true self you can bring, you know, to these environments that we're and you in. Made, and you made an impression. You made an impression <laughs> mm-hmm, that allowed mm-hmm, him to mm-hmm, be, mm-hmm. to say, I to can think be about it a different way. Right, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, that is, yeah. and there was really no harm in using the word folks. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, in my vernacular, folks is people, right? So. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're like, what you mean? Y'all, they knew what I meant. <laughs> But they had never, you know, been presented it right in right, that, right, that right, way. Right, right. So, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's a funny story, though. Um, did you ever consider being a stylist full time? No, although I'm constantly asked that, and so for um, those on the call, you know, I, I, the Stella and Dot um, stylist business is, you know, this is a company that was started by women. Um, basically for women. The model is for women, although there are some men who are also called stylists. We're called, this is, it's, a, it's an accessories and now beauty and skincare mm-hmm. company. So it's mostly jewelry. We do have clothing in our line. And, and the, but I've been with Stella and Dodd as an independent stylist for 10 years. And so for the first, you know, seven years, there wasn't clothing there were some scarves and some things like that and so I just you know I started off because um I love fashion and jewelry mm-hmm. and I love the, the model really is that you would have these trunk shows you know Vera you would invite your girlfriends over and we come to your house or somewhere neutral and we lay out our crackers and cheese and have lots of wine. And I, I bring all my beautiful sparkly stuff and we play in it for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And then um, your invited guests would purchase, you know, from my site. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so there's this whole sort of model around that. And I love the idea of drinking with my girlfriends <laughs> and then trying on jewelry like it. That's the simplified version of, of why, and then bringing it. And then, you know, people have often said, oh, you're, you're stylish or how'd you put that together? Or mm-hmm. I have an eye for things that are on sale or, or whatever, or, or sort of putting things together. And my style may not be the next person's, but I, I have been complimented on it. And so I just mm-hmm. thought, well, this is just an easy way to sort of make this more accessible. And then I also have a couple of extra dollars in my pocket. and. Um, it would require of me an effort that would not make it fun for me anymore. If you were to be a full-time stylist. If I were to be a full-time. So there are, it would require a lot. And so there is 
a, a model here. I would need to grow my team exponentially. There are women who have, you know, signed on to my team. So I, I, I mentor these women. So that's mm-hmm. a job, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it would require the eight hours plus that I'm putting into, you know, something that comes with benefits and that's a bit more sure. I'm not mm-hmm. that much of a risk taker in that way. Mm-hmm. It would just take the fun out of it because I dipped in and out of Stella and Dot. Okay. Um, if in one month I want to have this frenzied pace with it and really, really, you know, share on social media a lot or, or sometimes I don't even love the collection. I don't design the collection, you know, I, even right. though. I'm a, a stylist. There is a, 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 a um, head designer with the company um, and, and there's a team in our corporate office. So they're really running it from that CEO mm-hmm, suite. And mm-hmm. so there are collections and I'm like, this is whack, you know? And so I'm going <laughs> to sell five of these SKUs or I can sell it all, but I don't think my girls are going to love it. We've gotcha. had a We've, you know, we have a beautiful collection now. I, I, I really do love it. However, um, admittedly, we have um, suffered some this past year through the pandemic mm. because of sourcing. And Stella and Dot has always been known for our statement necklaces. Mm-hmm. And we have um, not come, not sh- shown any really, really, really um, wow factor statement necklaces in our past three collections. And that is a hit for me and my, my, my customer base, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. my girls who are mostly black. Um, that's what got them on. You right. know, that's what had me popping for a long mm-hmm. time. Like they knew like, girl, I need the new statement necklace for my church, for my links, this, my such and such that I'm hooking up with my girls. I got to be the one that walks in and everybody's like, yes, right? Girl, I'm like, girl, we got delicates. We got some layered necklaces. We got some little teeny tiny delicate necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so my customer base is like, okay, send me some earrings then. So I I'll keep know. it moving. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that yeah. helps me. So I that means, you know, I may... I'm dipping in and out a bit, so mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I I I I can't commit full time, and it would take the fun out of it for me. It would it would it would be more work than it right now. Even though I I have to um, commit a certain amount of time and effort, of course, as, as I'm leading a team, I I can do a lot of this with my eyes closed. It's just okay. natural. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but what about if you could do it? Uh, let's say you had a personal clientele, like you had a personal mm-hmm. client, right? And you mm-hmm. could be their personal stylist. Take Stella and Dot out of the picture. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Would that be oh, something of oh, interest to you? Question. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, th- so that, and so my dream, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I could not sit up at the table with these women, but when I tell you, I really think I should have been on The View so maybe not the view, but that model, that kind of show, girl, I would love to sit up and get my opinion for an hour. Honey, that, I go to sleep smiling about that. If I could, I could actually that. see you doing that though. Oh my goodness, girl. And I think we should try to figure out a way to make that happen. Let's do it. Help me. <laughs> Let's do it. You're together. laughing. I'm being dead serious. I'm serious too. Like, okay. Girl, me and you, we could be the, we could be the two to start it off. I would, 
that you know, if you had asked me, you know, 10, 15 years ago, oh, what's your dream job? You know, even like you said, Stella died aside or before Stella died, I'd say, oh, I, I should be um, on the view, giving my opinion. Or, you well, know, we can have a different kind like of view, that. you know. Yep, we need to, well. We, we should do we it. We should do we it. We can't be the view, right? There you go. I'm down for it. So that, We should do that it. So we got to figure out a way to make that happen. So and, that we can and do our own show. I would love it. I would love it. I would it. adore it. Stylist so. consulting kind of thing. I, I would love to do that. I, um, you know, I'm not a person who, um, I'm, I'm not turned on by a whole bunch of contracts and agreements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I have, kind of taking a moment to think oh what you know what what could you do you know really seriously commit to that would that would have a logo and a brand that's mm-hmm, my own mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the business business side of it it, it, it defeats me a bit <laughs> yeah I I can understand that but you know what like I for me to get this podcast going it was mm, so important me for me to capture the everyday people doing extraordinary things mm-hmm. and recognize all these great people that I know. And that's how the, even the name came about, like no good people, because I do know yeah. good people, right? So it's yeah. really a play on yeah. words, yeah. but it's really more about the, like, you know, knowing these good people that are doing some incredibly amazing things and that just don't have the platform to share it. Um, and so I want to be able to give them that platform, but also have the best in the house Yeah, yeah. to yeah. watch it all unfold. Right. And to say like, yeah. I knew, this is exciting. I knew Adrian when I knew Adrian, mm-hmm. you know, this, you know, and the other woman I talked to the other day and I talked about her love of travel and how she got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Nicole Terry, but how she got into it and also how it, helped her through some of the darkest and yeah. most troubling times. Oh, well, this is definitely, yeah. you know, I'm modeling for my daughter who one day, you know, she has seen me through, you know, her maturation. Um, she's 22. So she, I've been doing this since she was, you know, 11 or 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she has seen me balance both, work hard at both, but have the perks of it. So the trip that I was on last week to Cabo was an award trip from Stella and Dot. And I was one of the first black women. There were two of us this year. Um, and it looked I remember when you announced that. Yeah, yeah. So we're the first two black women in this company's 15, 16 year in, its inception to go on this glam trip. And so, um, you know, that that's that's pretty awesome, right? It is very awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, Congratulations. That's and amazing. I, you know, I, I was laid out with my drinks and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was, you know, it was a, a really good time. So um, that's awesome. And well-deserved, yes. well-deserved. Thank you. And you I know, thank you. Don't take you, that light. So, don't take that light. But I, I, I have to say it out loud. Thank you. Because you, you've been supportive of my business. You know, I can't do it without, you know, I'm very grateful for every earring I sell, every scarf, every bracelet, anybody that reposts or, you know, once they get their piece, they, it's small steps for these small businesses. It's, mm-hmm. I, I know everybody has seen the graphic where you check the box, you know, someone with a small business, why don't you repost their business? Why don't you like, why don't you love, why don't you 
share mm-hmm. it with your friends or, or take a picture of your, your wares and then share it or talk about, you know, the service that you got that all that stuff truly, truly, truly helps. Our mm-hmm. small that's the village, right? That's yeah, the sisterhood. The that's the village, it's the village. And, it, and, you know, it comes back in spades. It, it really does. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No question about it. I mean, I, I'm, I continue to be amazed and humbled by, all of the amazing people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why you and I connect so well because we're both very much connectors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like supporting people, right? To get them to their success. Um, and I think you this allows do. me to do that. And, and then I just realized that today I'm, we're only a month apart in age. So you're, we're both 67 and I'm February 67. Yeah. You're March 67. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, we hadn't talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nope. So um, more why we need to be doing our own show because we have that and same that's the energy. Kind of stuff, that whole connector. Are you Pisces yeah. or Aquarius? I'm Aquarian. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've got, what's your, if you don't, can you say it on the recording? What's your birthday? February? 15th. 15th. Okay. I have a lot of 10, 12s and 10, 11, 12s and 14s in my life. So February. Wow. Okay. And, and, and funny, all of my siblings were all Aquarians also. So my brother's January wow. uh, and we're all like exactly. All that energy in the house together. I know. I know. My father Ooh. was a Leo. My mother was a, um, a Taurus. Oh, craziness. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. my brothers and Jerry, my sister and I are just four days apart in February. Okay. So okay. Okay. we're all right together. Um, so we had this running That's joke about my mother was like, this is it. <laughs> I tried and tried and tried to get another sign up in here <laughs> right but this ain't happening so Mm-mm. um so you know you talked about the best advice that you ever received and mm-hmm. I believe it was um you know don't try to change the things that you can't or that you have no control yeah. over that's something yeah. like that yep okay yeah yeah and, so and don't worry and don't worry so much so my mom used to say and it's weird because she wasn't a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but this was her thing. Girl, you're going to get ulcers. <laughs> like even as a young kid. <laughs> so that's some country stuff, right? But I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she would always say, girl, Adrian, you're too young to worry so much. And I don't even know kind of, you know, what she, what she would catch me in or if I would be sitting and have this really pensive look on my face. But I, and she was like, you're going to get ulcer. So I was scared of this ulcer thing, right? I knew it was something in my stomach that was going to hurt or something like that, right? I'm not making light of ulcers, but I just, you know, like who says that to an eight-year-old, right? No, it's (laughs) true, right? But an eight-year-old, you think, you do think the worst. Right. (laughs) But it stuck with me and it has lightened me up. You know, I, obviously I worry about things or things happen and I, I need to sit and mull over them, but I have really tried you know, to, to the point of what I had shared with you earlier to, to make that a part. So I, you know, I'm, I'm really am a cup half full, choosing joy, trying to bring light and love into the Mm -hmm. space. Um, not overthinking things. I'm probably sometimes jump into stuff too, too quickly, Mm -hmm. but I, I, I really don't try to overthink or worry too much about, um, kind of what's at hand. I'm also a person, I am very much an ear for my village and my community, mm. but I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more private 
than people realize. So I've been very transparent and honest with you here, mm-hmm. but I will also share that I'm, 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 I'm more private than people think. So people think they know me a little better than they do. Mm-hmm. And I'm also mm-hmm. a person that has actually already decided what the hell I'm going to do before mm-hmm. I tell you <laughs> what I'm doing. So I'm not really asking you to co-sign it or give, give me advice. I've already decided that I'm going to do, that I'm going to be a Stella and Dot designer. But when I tell you, it may be right at the beginning of the move to do it, it. but I'm not really asking you to, you know. You're not asking for permission. I am not. And so it's it's interesting. I love it. Because I can, I can present it in a way (laughs) that makes you think that you, that you are like giving the head nod, but I've already sent, sent the money off to, to, to become this, you know, to do it. And, um, and so I have, you know, but it gives me balance because I have friends who I, I love to be this person for them, but of course they're, they're maybe calling and they really need to, to go through all the, the steps of making a decision. And that's so interesting to me because I, I never, I rarely bring that to people and I don't know why I'm that way to be honest. Well, so. I love the fact that you shared so much with me today. <laughs> It was fun. Um, and, this is fun. And, and, and also and share with voice, our... Your voice is soothing, girl. I can see. <laughs> well, this will girl, not be I the should, last time because I, I definitely want you to. This call. <laughs> <laughs> girl. Thank you. Thank you oh for saying God, that. I love it. I'm so excited for this journey for you. How many That's have good. you put in the can? Um, the I have about uh, 10. So we have, there's a a lot more to share, Um, Mm. but I I really want to make sure that I say to you, you know, thank you so much, Adrian, for sharing your journey with me and with my audience. And I really do hope that you will come back again and and give the people more of Adrian Keepler. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. I look forward to, please have me back. Absolutely. have me back. (laughs) Absolutely. That's great. You're wonderful. You're really wonderful. Um, oh. So thanks for being a star, thanks oh. for being the star that you are. Oh, thank you. I'm going to come back just to boost my, boost my, um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the No Good People podcast. Want to share your story? Cool. Hit me up at nogoodpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Vera Smith Winfrey. And remember, it's always good to know good people. The Know Good People podcast is co-produced by Diana Guzman Productions and So Very Vera Productions. The Know Good People podcast can be streamed through Apple, Spotify, and other selected streaming services. Yeah.